Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to The Real Nerds Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com, where there will be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. Do you like your stories told through pictures? Then you can also follow us at Real Nerds on Instagram. You can also call us, 720-6Nerds5. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. This is Real Nerds Podcast, and for 10 years, the Real Nerds have seen a movie and podcasts our experience to the world. I am Ryan, and this is going way back to the beginning when it's just one other person. Hey, Brad. Haven't done that in a while. I know. I was, I was thinking that as I um, was setting up this podcast, you know, I don't know the last time it was just you and I. Uh, I could find out. Yeah, see, so you know you have the spreadsheet. Let's see here. Wait. Hey, Brad, I don't know if you know this about us, but we're coming up on our 500th episode. Oh, really? I haven't heard. Yeah. Did you not know that? No. Wow. Well, not a lot of fanfare. For you and, <laughs> for you and uh, all our listeners, um, coming up, uh, what episode number are we on right now? I forget. Uh, we just posted 491 on cool. Friday, I think. So exactly two months away from our 400th, I mean, 500th episode. And I just have a quick question. When is our actual 10th anniversary? Is it this week or is it the oh. end of June? Oh shit. It is like this episode. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, double check something real quick. But yeah. June 4th, 2011 was the first episode. Well, happy 10th anniversary. Yeah. Happy 10th anniversary, dude. I appreciate all your work that you've put into this and making our podcast be cool. Oh, thanks. Um, you know, it's funny. Like we were the only two people on that episode too. <laughs> I know. Wow. It's... <laughs> In 10 years, some things haven't really changed. Yeah. James missed that one. Uh, I mean, he's on it because we put like the, the test episode into that, into that same episode. Yeah. But he wasn't there for uh, X-Men first class. So that's right. It, it's funny too. I, I've been going, um, back and uh posting some of my favorite episodes because i've been listening to them (laughs) and um i will not post our first episode because it is not one of our bests (laughs) oh yeah we've been telling people for years like hey if you want to get into us just start with the most recent one because there's really rarely anything worth going back and yeah yeah i listening to them uh because i've listened to a lot lately you know we really start hitting our stride about episode 30 um, they start being a little more um, tighter. Um, yeah, I think someone uh, told us like, hey, it'd be great if you had like a structure to it because the first episodes are really just us kind of off the cuff. Yes. Not really talking about anything specific. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, once we, someone said like, hey, you should get, um, you know, segments. And then that's when we f- kind of hit our stride. Yeah. So uh, thanks to all our listeners. So yeah, I'll be posting them uh, throughout uh, pretty much the year. It's 
Uh, they're really fun to listen to. I just posted one with the Hunger Games. And I don't know if you remember this, but James and I really got into it on that episode. Um, <laughs> I don't know that yeah. at all. Uh, it's a really funny one. I, uh, I was listening to it and I go, oh, yeah, <laughs> this is the one where James and I just yell at each other. Um, good times, though. So um, if you another one like that is the signs commentary. Yep. And uh, that one will probably be reposted as well. I have about seven or eight that I have in the bank and um, and then I'll be posting more. You know, I have Zach's first appearance and things like that. So, yeah, stay tuned as we count down to the 500th episode where all the nerds are sending me their 100 favorite films of our films of the week. And we will reveal through like a, kind of an Academy Award style thing where each thing has a point structure um and then the number one film based on how our rankings are and brad i will tell you that you and i have a film on there that i think is going to surprise people and we have it almost in the same spot um i think i already know what it is it's really funny that you and i did that and it's it's pretty funny (laughs) uh anyways i think it relates to like it, it relates to the fact that I think my favorite years of the podcast were those first three years mm-hmm. when we were growing and like, yeah, trying stuff out. So, yeah, I think so, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> so it's it's kind of fun. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for that. There will be surprises during the episode. Um, I was going to do kind of like a trivia thing, but I think it'd be unfair since you keep stats of everything. Um so uh, I, I also have a terrible yet. memory, so there's that, that. is true. That is true. Maybe I'll just exclude you from some of them, but I do have some funny things planned. Hopefully they will be funny and not just me saying, hey, this is going to be funny and it's not funny at all. As, an, as a former actor, nothing is worse than when you try to be funny and nobody laughs. <laughs> it's just silence. Um, how, how, so stay tuned for that. I was going to say, like, it feels like it's only going to be like a short show. Like if you're just reading the list. So like, I, like, how do you, Oh no, 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 that's, I'm not just going to read the list. That's boring as fuck. Um, yeah. And like, I was being like, Oh, that's interesting. 45. Yeah, oh, no, that's no, interesting. No. <laughs> that, that would be horrible. So um, yes, there is going to be some surprises, but they are, I, I have a, I have a general idea. It should be fun. Um, but on this episode, like every episode, we'll have some movie news, Blu-rays that are coming out and movies we've watched throughout the week. And then our highlight movie or our film of the week is The Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Um, Stay tuned to the end of the episode. We'll tell you if we recommend the film or not. Play the trailer and then spoil it. And, you know, I'm actually surprised only you and I are on this one because I thought this would be a popular movie. (laughs) I guess no one gives a fuck. (laughs) Well, uh, Zach wanted to be on it, but he screwed up and scheduled over the podcast for himself. And then... Had James hasn't been here forever or Henry. So yep. it's, yeah. I think it's so horror. It's you so and I carrying, not in. You and I just carrying the torch. Yeah. And if it's a horror film, Corinne's usually not going to show up. So yeah, I guess it's not that surprising, but <laughs> I'm still trying to look through the list to figure out when we've, <laughs> the last time we did this, just you and me. And it's very not recent at all. Really? Uh, oh, no. I think it's Hellboy. So 2019. Two years ago? Yeah. 
so yeah if you're wondering who oh no 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 sorry uh um the good boys oh wow so not even 2019 still right uh no see i can't pay attention i I got the wrong comms the wrong place uh well i guess uh yeah unhinged so that is a new movie because there's like another one like we did jason x together for the nerdemic but that's kind of like yeah okay so yeah unhinged (laughs) when we when we came out of it back to doing regular episodes that's funny that i I keep on forgetting that unhinged was the first you know (laughs) (laughs) movie that was out of the pandemic (laughs) really you you expected to remember that one (laughs) (laughs) true (laughs) i remember that um russell crowe was wearing a only like a fat suit on his body so it looked really weird <laughs> yeah um, i remember when he uh killed all the uh, k- killed that guy in the restaurant and then no one stood up for that guy <laughs> yep just let him bleed out <laughs> didn't even have a gun could have easily overtaken him but if you were like nope not messing with that guy <laughs> he's unhinged brad duh he just killed that guy with a teacup like <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah what other tricks does he have of sleeve? Man, you know, you forget that we are in a pandemic for a year. And oh, man, <laughs> it's so weird. Like you look at the the list of episodes and it felt so long, but it was it was 18 weeks, which is long. But in comparison to everything else we do, no shit. Like we've we've done more episodes, not in the pandemic since movies came back. Yeah, you know, and we were lucky. We were in a state that kind of got it under control and our movie theaters opened a lot sooner than other ones. Yeah. So so good for us, I guess. Yeah, it was, it came back and then it went away and then it came back again. And yeah, it now feels I'm just pretty, glad pretty we're, normal. We're, uh, yeah, getting fun movies again. <laughs> That's all I've wanted. Yeah. You know, so many dramas. Which are important. People should they be are. educated, I'm not saying but... They but when you have them continuously for you know about two months, it's brutal. I know. Uh, it's it's funny to say that. It's like, yeah, it, it's brutal to watch those, but imagine living through them. <laughs> <laughs> like it's True. even worse. Yeah. I, I guess I guess you look at it uh, <laughs> through that lens. <laughs> yeah. True, so, my friend. True. Yeah, it's it's good to be able to see. Like I I like having my regal pass again. Like I've missed it so much. Nice. Yeah, oh yeah, my pass was working. Uh, yeah, mine's not up, but um, even stuff like The Conjuring, you know, that I can watch on HBO Max, I still go to the theater and watch it. Yeah, because it's just there's something about I, I, I know I shared this last week, but I'll be really quick. You know, when we went, my wife and I saw the Quiet A Quiet Place two last week, and it was so cool that the theater was completely sold out. I mean, for you know, distant seating. But it was still really cool to see that many people in the theater and experience it because everyone was so quiet and um, into the movie and enjoying themselves. It's just so nice to see. I really, really loved it. Yeah, I, I, I like being able to focus like at home trying to watch something. There's like constant distractions. I know. You know, I really have to force myself to not get distracted while I'm watching movies at home, you know, because I, I should mention i i mean my own distractions because i still go to movies and i'm distracted by other people (laughs) that's the difference but yeah go on yeah no i was just saying you know because uh well what 
like I watched King Kong 76 this week. And when I'm watching it, you know, I'll go on IMDb and I'll look at the director and, and then I go in like, you know, a rabbit hole and says, well, what kind of cameras were they using? And <laughs> it's just really stupid stuff, but I just, I get fascinated with it and I really have to force myself not to do it. But yeah, that's why I love movie theaters. <laughs> cool <laughs> yep hey brad there's some movies playing at the drive-in you should tell us about them in around town hey film buddies follow me around denver well now that we're back uh on track with uh current episodes um i'm about to tell you that the 88 drive-in is playing sonic the hedgehog a quiet place 2 and world war z but I feel like because we're on time with episodes, I may be a little early on that report. So it may change um, relatively soon here. So um, <laughs> I would just, just go to 88drivein.net to make sure that what I'm telling you is current. So uh, same thing with the Holiday Twin. Um, the screen one is Cruella and screen two is Quiet Place 2 and Top Gun. Oh, fuck. That's awesome. The old one, not the new one. So that's still awesome. Yeah, I still have never seen Top Gun. So you still have not seen Top Gun. Wow. Yeah. I also can't really afford a trip to Fort Collins right now. So. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. It's in Fort Collins. <laughs> oh yeah. I should mention that. But you know, also, it might be a situation where I'm reading the schedule from last week. So go to HolidayTwin.com to double check. Um, always a good plan. Sound like pretty safe bets though to stay there for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing other major out right now. I guess Fast Nine is the next one, like next big. I think thing. that's yeah. I think that's the end of June, I believe. Yeah. So these blockbusters will probably be out, taking up screen space for a few more weeks. Yeah, that's okay. You know, I just love that there's um, a constant. Uh, stream of films is really nice it's funny like given everything that was backed up it's it's odd that we've actually had some down weeks you know you think they would fill all those spaces with everything that didn't come out last year so yeah it's kind of interesting that the movie uh, companies are still a little um hesitant to release stuff but now that uh you know back-to-back movies have done very very well um, and I'll talk about it in news, but um, I think they're starting to feel a little better about the outlook. Hey, remember when we, we used to actually read the box office stats on this show? <laughs> we did. <laughs> that was an old segment that we retired. Very old. Retired. Cool. That's what's going on around town. Uh, did, did you know when they're going to do the midnight screenings again? Have they said anything? No, uh, when I went there, they said eventually, but they had no specific date. And it's actually kind of weird. The like the Mayan actually still isn't open on Mondays and Tuesdays, so yeah, they're still uh, a little gun shy about being open. So, uh, so get out there and support your local movie theaters, folks. Yeah, it's it's a shame. Like the Esquire can only have two movies, so after two trips, I'm like, can't support them anymore <laughs> until they <laughs> rotate the movies. So. Unless they have something Rough. totally badass there. Yeah. But that's why the Midnight's are so great is because, 
you know, I can usually just go see a retro movie each week and support yeah. them. Yeah, hopefully that'll start picking up soon. I think I'm guessing hopefully July. Yeah. That's when I know the um uh I think that's where they're aiming for Littleton to open for Black Widow for Alamo. And I think next week Westminster opens for the Alamo. Nice. So yeah, because they'll because next week there's a couple movies coming out, and then they'll have, you know, Conjuring and Quiet Place playing as well so they'll have enough movies i think to fill up their theater i'm excited because i think westminster has the back to the future 3 vinyl soundtrack that i know sold out on um on the website so as soon yeah, as the doors open the, uh, you know because the mondo buffy soundtrack for their tv show the musical sold out in a couple hours online and then i went to so i forget what movie i saw there a year and a half ago and uh, they had it in their vinyl section. Yeah. And only like 30 bucks too. Yeah. Yeah. If you did. So yeah, I'm excited. Shipping. So yeah, I guess I should also say film on the rocks is happening. Um, oh, that's but right. All the shows are like a lot of them are sold out anyway. And, you know, minimum it costs 60 bucks to go. So Damn. I'm not really going to be able to do it even though they have some great lineups in fact they had fantastic mr fox last night which a wes anderson movie on the red rock screen yeah that's sorry i missed that um yeah but you know it's funny that if they would i wonder if they would include that into a gross of a film because you know red rocks the amphitheater can seat like nine thousand people so if you're paying 60 bucks a pop holy shit um well, yeah. If it's if it's driving though, they probably have fewer seats, right? I guess so. Cars. Yeah. But still, yeah, sixty du- sixty bucks is <laughs> too rich for my blood. But I know if you can't afford that, and you have friends that want to split that cost with you, check out DenverFilm.org, and you can get your tickets there. Best way to do it is split the cost. God, they had Avengers too, and I had to miss it too. It sucks. Fudge. I guess I'm. I work so much and i'm so out of the loop i didn't even know they were starting those again i mean we've had a whole year of deferred plans so it's just like true trying to f- get back in the routine of things it's just like huh what you know that's I used to what do? i struggled with the most is finding time to see the movies and never seemed to be that big of an issue before <laughs> yeah i think too because they really cut back on the show times so yeah, that's a big thing yeah that's frustrating like yeah like uh the mayan it's like you either get to go at one or seven yeah true and then like the the major chains you know i used to be able to go at like 10 30 at night mm-hmm. and then like a lot of them end at eight so but soon hopefully <laughs> yeah all hopefully right we'll cater my business again let's unspool some movie news it's real news you know not a lot of news this week a lot of announcements nothing really that fascinating um i guess tom cruise um screaming at people did not stop people from getting covid (laughs) mission impossible 7 had to shut down for covid reasons um but you know it's two weeks yeah i mean it's Unfortunately, COVID is such a part of life now that 
it's not that shocking that it's happened. And uh, and a movie like that where they're flying all over the world and doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you see uh, his stunt for the new movie? No, I saw the uh, the article for it, but the reason I did not look is because I want to be surprised. Oh, I heard it's a train. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I did. That's new to me. Um, what I saw was a motorcycle and a cliff. So. Oh shit! So there's might be two. Yeah, I mean they are doing both movies back to back, so they might be stunts for each movie. Oh, they they actually they pushed that. Um, the reason being is because. Tom is going to go on a worldwide tour to promote Maverick. So um, when he's done with that, then they'll start shooting um, Mission Impossible 8. Oh, all right. then. Um, we got uh, a tease that the 1989 Batman suit is returning in the Flash movie. With, with uh, blood on it. Yeah, it's like a wink to the Watchmen. I don't know what the fuck that means, but I guess it just looks cool. Is it a wink to the Watchmen or just a coincidence? Maybe that too. I don't know. So I feel like as we get further into like increased content and uh, you know, as culture becomes more knowledgeable about movie trivia, I, I feel mm-hmm. like things like that are subconsciously going to slip in. Like, hey, I did something new when it's really just like been done before. Yeah. Or you know, if it's a yeah. Watchmen reference, then it that's intriguing. It is. I mean, technically, I mean, you know, the Flash can run to any point in the multiverse, I guess. So I'm not really that well versed in Flash mythology, so I can't say for sure. Um, It makes me wonder if like part of having Michael Keaton back is like, you know, Harrison Ford syndrome was like, okay, I'll come back if you kill my character. Yeah. Um, So there's that. Yeah. God, was I, was just, I had another thought too, but oh yeah, like also if you have Batman in a Flash movie, like wouldn't the movie be about, hey, you can go back in time and stop my parents from getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> Save me all these, this this trauma. Yeah, I, I guess there's uh, there's always that question, would Bruce Wayne become Batman if his parents weren't murdered? Exactly. I don't know. But then it's no longer really a Flash movie. It's a, it's a Batman movie. True. So, well, I, yeah. I mean, I think more people care about Batman anyways, but... Yeah, but if, like, your first cinematic Flash movie is about Batman, yeah. it's really a slight to, to Flash fans. Yeah, hopefully um, the Batmans in it, because Affleck's in it as well, serve a purpose for the story. I, I mean, I have no idea. Like I said, I'm not that well-versed in Flash. Um mythology so i don't know how it works i know he can run and change the events of things and the only reason i know that is because i watched uh, apocalypse war and that's what he did at the end of it yeah i mean in snyder's justice league he went back in time to fix true the end of that movie so yep um there is a cruella sequel in development which is not surprising since it may, I think it's going to make, it's already at 40 million and you can watch it at home and it's making 40 million in the box office too. Um, I think that's not that shocking. I haven't seen the film yet, so. That's fun. Yeah, I know. I keep on yeah. meaning to go see it, but again, you know, it's, well, here's one at three and here's one at five. And 
it's do you, hey, actually I do have a question. Do you think Kellen would sit through it? Cause it's two hours and 10 minutes. Yeah. It's like nonstop. Just, you know, there's no downtime. Okay, cool. Cause You're I might do that tonight. I forgot to mention it on the review is that it's, there's constantly a soundtrack to it of like famous seventies, eighties punk rock songs. So oh, sweet. Uh, there's really no down moments, you know? So. Uh, awesome. Um, Evil Dead Rise has begun filming. I know that's not really that big of news, but it is to me because I love Evil Dead. Um, and Sorry. interesting, they're taking it to, uh, you know, the rise refers to a high rise, I guess. So it's taking place in the city, which is kind of fun. Uh, sorry, I was going to say that the, the surprising thing about Corella, though, is mm-hmm. that for as much as people complain about high ticket prices at theaters, they seem to have no trouble paying even more, if not twice as much, to just watch it at home. I, You know, it, it cracks me up because they say, oh, it's only $30 for us to watch it at home, but you're for the subscription, too. So it's actually, you know, it's, yeah. I know. Like People yeah, are silly. Like sure, maybe you spend thirty bucks buying popcorn and soda too at the theater to get to that point. And like at home, you can just eat whatever you want. Yeah, but still, like you've denied yourself the sound, the presentation. Uh, and I can tell you too, you know, if I, um, if I watch it at home, we you know we talked about the the distraction, but if I take Kellen. Kellen and I going to the movies is probably the cheapest thing I can do with my kid. Yeah. Because so my tickets usually like 10, $11. His is six. That's 17. Um, and the sodas and the popcorn they give you are so big that I just get one for us to share. So that's another 20. So I spend like $30 for us to go to the movies. Yeah. Like most other things like, I don't know, like a museum or an aquarium or something. Oh, dude, have you been to the Denver aquarium lately? No, ever. It's like Never. it's like thirty seven dollars a person, even kids. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, or I think Helen's like twenty eight. It's really expensive. Um, yeah, you know, the zoo is still pretty affordable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, if you go to a convention, it's like like yep. sixty bucks for you, thirty for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're pretty much saying that you should go out and see the movies. <laughs> Yeah, it's still one of the least expensive forms of entertainment you can possibly do. Totally. Um, I got a text message from Zach. He's upset that they're making a Vertigo video game, which uh, the trailer really doesn't show you anything. Um, but the the description, when I read the article, it sounds like one of those uh, Telltale games where it's narrative-driven and you kind of choose what actions your character does. And they also draw inspiration from other Hitchcock films, such as Spellbound and Rebecca. So kind of like a Hitchcock universe game. Yeah, exactly. So his issue is what? Um, I I don't know. He He can be excited about it. Maybe it's just, he doesn't understand why there's one and I can get that too. It's a weird property to, exploit but also there's name recognition behind it so my guess is that's probably why it's called vertigo and alfred hitchcock's vertigo yeah Um, it is still like um you know if the objective is to make money on games that is a a weird 
that that yeah, Venn diagram of gamers doesn't line up. A game like that. Yeah. Like that, that, I guess that makes sense as like a downloadable. Um, you know. Yeah, maybe an episodic game. Yeah, something like you constantly add to. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, um, that's pretty much all I got in news. Unless I missed something, it's a lot of just announcements. Yeah, like uh, Shazam had their little teaser trailer for the costume. Oh yeah, that's right. That was pretty cool. I really loved that movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. So, uh, I mean, it'll definitely show up. I'm, I'm hoping it'll be on everybody's top 100 list. I'd be shocked if it isn't. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a really fun movie. Yeah, I can't wait to see what they do because there is a there's a time limit on that premise because those kids age so. Um, yeah, I'd say, yeah, we'll see what. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm really, yeah, I'm curious what they're going to do with it. Um, you know, one of my favorite panels at Denver Pop Culture Con, the last one we went to, was with Cooper Andrews, who is the dad, the foster dad in that film. That's right. And there's a great picture that you have of him and I somewhere. Yeah, I embarrassed myself <laughs> in front of him. <laughs> but he was so nice. <laughs> um, I remember. Uh, getting off the stage with him and he asked me if I was going to do his other panel. Cause he really enjoyed me as a moderator. And I said, unfortunately, no, he says, well then let's get a picture. I said, Oh yeah, let's use a really nice camera that Brad has. And you're like, what? <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about that. Like now that fan expo, like I think we just assumed that the process would be the same for getting back in, but yeah, they are a different entity. So I'm, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I'm kind of, <laughs> suspicious that we may not be able to do our normal presence yeah i mean it'll all boil down to is if it's the same people organizing the panels and stuff yeah you know a fan expo hires you know the people from denver comic-con to do it exactly like we may be able to be able to buy our way to a table but you know are they going to use us to moderate probably not yeah i mean it uh, the days of them walking up to me 20 minutes before an X-Men panel starts and begging for help are probably over. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe they'll still love us. This week on Blu-rays and 4K, we're going on an adventure. DVD releases and Blu-rays. So, Brad, are you getting the steelbook of Indiana Jones? Oh, I'm so conflicted. I mean, can't really afford either version right now anyway but um <laughs> yeah like part of me wants a steelbook because they haven't had a steelbook for me like i like i want to collect steelbooks but also yeah. I, I like having them all in like a collected set and then yeah. there's a new one coming out maybe in next year or two years so then the sure. set will be incomplete again yeah but sometimes you run the risk of them not putting the new movie in it <laughs> Yeah, because um, uh, I, I have what, a, what uh, my Chucky set is like that. Um, so they re- put the first, uh, I think, five child's plays in a set. And then when they had uh, Curse of Chucky or Colts, I can't I can't remember the order right now. Um, they did not include it in another set. So, yeah, I'm, I'm torn. Like. If they do put in the set, it'll be like, whenever there's another anniversary and will 4K Blu-rays still be a thing by that time? Who knows? It's it's it's, it's a quite a gamble. Um, and then with the regular set, it's like, well, 
it's out, but it's like the regular version, like the steelbook will sell out. So that's the one you should immediately get. But mm -hmm. the other one will probably go on sale for Black Friday. So should yeah. I wait? I don't know. Yeah, it's a dangerous game. And I it, this might make your choice easier. Um, you cannot order or pre-order the steelbooks on Best Buy anymore. They are sold out. Yeah. So I did not pre-order it. So. Well, you can wait till like midnight, 1 a.m. tonight, and they'll have some of them allotted for stores. So you can order it mm -hmm. online late tonight and then pick it up in the morning. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, um, because you can't pre-order it anymore. So yeah. um, I, I looked earlier. But yeah, the Indiana Jones 4K set is coming out. Um three of the greatest movies of all time and a fourth one. That's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Criterion is releasing the human condition. I have no idea what that is. Oh, uh, you forgot. There's also a Raiders of the Lost Ark only set, which I haven't seen available, but it's listed. Oh yeah. And the, the cool thing about that set is it's uh Struzan's poster. Yeah. I think all the arts, his stuff though, right. Except for like the silhouettes on the, steelbooks yeah the steelbook i think they're they're his but they're kind of recolored yeah um because i recognize the you know the whip holding thing yeah the poses are the same but yeah um yeah uh final fantasy 7 some uh it's the advent children movie uh, okay it's getting sounds good 4k upgrade is that the one that came out in theaters about 10 years ago? No, no, that's uh, it's um, that, that was Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, which is 2001, so it's really old. So 20 years ago, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing that like before my shift at GameStop and being oh, that's right. I remember, <laughs> fudge. Um, I remember seeing that in the theaters at Denver West. And I go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like me and one other person. Um, but no, this is a, uh, I think it was like 2006 or something that they just made a Final Fantasy VII animated movie hmm. Se sequel. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that's yep. what this is. 4K Sounds version. Good. It's in 4K. Might look great. Uh, if you're a fan of John Hughes, uh, they're re-releasing some of his films on Steelbook. I think Some Kind of Wonderful is new to Blu-ray. Um you also have Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Pretty in Pink, which was a really great release last year. Okay. Uh, yep. You can get Ken Burns' Baseball uh, on Blu-ray. The classic Dudley Moore, Kirk Cameron, like father, like son. Um, Lovebirds, unrated, is being released the on Blu-ray. The Netflix movie? Yeah, I remember that's one of the movies that was first published by or bought by Netflix to put out uh, on streaming during the pandemic. Ah, uh, yeah, that one. Arrow is releasing The Stylist, which I don't know what's about. Um, but it's a horror mystery thriller. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, sure. And it's gotten uh, a pretty good review on Blu-ray.com. So maybe you want to pick that up. City of Lies, starring Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker. I don't know what that is either. 
but there's name people in it. <laughs> so that's good. Johnny Depp um, still getting work. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You can be a fucking prick and still get works, I guess. Um, flashback with Dylan O'Brien from Lionsgate, which I don't know what's about. It's uh, after a chance encounter with a man forgotten from his youth. Fred literally and metaphorically journeys into his past. Okay. Sure. And there's a few other smattering of stuff that I don't know if people are interested in. A lot of re-releases like 21 Bridges uh, with Chadwick Boseman. Um, a two-pack of the Adjustment Bureau and the Good Shepherd. So if you need a Matt Damon fix. Oh, shit. And Dragonheart Vengeance. <laughs> How many fucking Dragonhearts are there? Ugh, God, more than six. This has now, to be probably? the fifth or sixth one, right? Yeah. Holy shnikes. I thought they just put out like a collected thing. So there's another yes. one. This is called Dragonheart Vengeance. And there's a picture of a dragon on it. Makes sense. Yep. Um. So, yeah. But I thought I could have sworn, you know, Sean Connery was the last one, but what do we know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, there's the critic complete series re-release. Oh, I don't see that anywhere. It's on digital bits, so it might be wrong. It's rated NC 17 on Amazon. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> what? I, I, was that ever on Blu-ray? No, just DVD and still on DVD. So, Oh, it's, it's the it's, DVD it's, release. Gotcha. It's like a plastic case now. The the one I have is a fold-out, so I think it's just our... Uh, you know, I've started to notice that if you go to Walmart, they're doing a lot of re-releases in, like, huge plastic cases. Yeah. That's how I got Ninja Turtles. <laughs> nice. I mean... And that's what's coming out on Blu-ray this week. Hey, Brad, let's tell everybody what we've been watching. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Brad, kick us off with what you've been watching. Really, n- almost nothing. Um, the s- Someone made available the Super Mario Brothers Extended Edition. Oh, online. I need to hear about this. <laughs> I downloaded it, and it doesn't really feel like there's that much added. Like, if it's added, it's usually like two or three frames to a scene. Really? Um, I heard it was like 15 minutes longer. If you add all those up, it becomes like 15 minutes longer. So mm. there's not like a scene where, oh, they took this whole chunk of the scene out. It's like, you know, a couple seconds here and there to the rest of the movie. Um, the biggest thing I noticed was in the very beginning when Princess Daisy's being dropped off at the orphanage. Um, Dennis Hopper is seen in the background following her mm. a couple times. So it's really weird. Like he just, it's like, he's just in the shadows and he just kind of appears like a, a a gargoyle, you know? Um, Interesting. So there's stuff like that, that got trimmed down. The opening uh, had like a stop motion dinosaur. Like that's it. Like that's in there, but like it has this voiceover narration to it. Whereas the extended version Hmm. just has black and white. Um, almost like a Harryhausen style dinosaur footage to it, like if yeah. you think it's from some other movie that they just threw in there as like a um, a placeholder for what you eventually got to see. So there's that difference. Um, it feels like the finales are rearranged a little bit. 
Um, but yeah, nothing too major. Do you think it helps or hinders the movie, or is it just inconsequential and it doesn't matter? I think it's inconsequential. Like it didn't change like much of the movie, like the perception of it. Mm-hmm. It's just like you just get more of this that's the same. Um it it feels more dramatic, I guess. It's it's like less comical because it doesn't have the same sound effects and things to it. Um yeah. oh that, there was one other big thing with the music. Um after they beat Koopa, they actually play the Mario Brothers theme song like from the game. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. Um which that's not in the movie. Um yeah. Uh huh. so yeah, it's 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 interesting to watch, I think, if you're a film geek and you like want to see how cuts evolve between you know edits. But as like someone who's casually just a Super Mario Brothers fan, I it's not gonna kinda Huh. make the movie that that different for you um and it's still it's presented in like dvd quality so uh they have like the the dvd quality footage with the really grainy like vhs stuff added to it with the time code on it so you can see kind of hmm. what is different as you go um so it's it's not like a a version that you should like throw on a disc and like it's it's very workshoppy uh, looking. Um, huh. Yeah, I, I think it's if you're a film geek, it's just like it'd be a fun curiosity to look. Like as someone like I know you hate the movie, so I don't think it'd be like worth your time to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like oh, I, like, I was kind of hoping that it'd change it and it'd be worth revisiting. Yeah, I don't think it changes it that much. Like it, it's pretty much the same movie. It's just like you're getting more of it here and there um yeah it also like changed the like it changes like the comedic timing of things too like it also shows that um it makes it seem like there's like a couple uh, extensions that uh make it seem like uh uh, what are they iggy and i forget what the other one is but the 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 koopa minions right Mm -hmm. Uh, they look like bumbling fools in the movie you're watching right but yeah, this cut actually changes it, and it seems like they're doing that on purpose because they are part of like the resistance, and they're trying to undermine Koopa on purpose. Oh, that's way more interesting. Yeah, so I think that's the probably the biggest change of perception to the story is like those guys don't look like complete boobs, you know? Yeah, it's like they have a plan, and they're trying to like screw them over so that they can get the Bayer brothers to defeat them. So, um. Yeah, and then uh, I've just been watching a bunch of uh, old SNL episodes on Hulu, and um, yeah, those are fun. Um, the weirdest thing is just like trying, like looking at how they edit those episodes and like what they take out um, because of right, like rights issues and things. So, huh. uh, yes, yeah, like Do they some... have most of the music guests on there still. Uh, I'd say like 95% of the episodes you watch don't have the music guests. Um, yeah. So I, I, so I jumped in. So on Peacock, you can watch all the seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but their player is clunky. So I've been watching on Hulu and Hulu only has seasons one through five and then 30 through the current. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been watching on Hulu cause I'm just, I was tired of dealing with the player. Uh, like, you know, it would just stop working and then it would give you the, Puss in Boots with the big old eyes from Shrek. 
looking yeah. at you like, sorry, <laughs> we messed up. P- please reload. So I started watching Hulu and Hulu has a glitch where occasionally you'll just be sitting there and it'll, like, it'll jump ahead. Like weird. Like a second, <laughs> only a second or two. Um, but that's preferable to like it just not stopping because also Peacock doesn't have like a way to click out of a failed stream. Like you have to restart mm-hmm. like the whole app again. Yeah, I'll so, be totally uh, honest. I try to use Peacock because I have Xfinity and it's so slow and aggravating. I just fucking don't do it. Yeah, it's just a shame because there's a lot of good stuff you can watch on there for free, but it's just like fix the player, man. Oh, um, shit. HBO Max sucks too. It constantly crashes. Uh, you haven't watched it in a while, but that sounds about right. Overall, yeah. I, I don't think there's a good play. Like Disney Plus does that too. I think it's yep. it's still in its infancy. Um, needs to catch up. But yeah, the, so I started watching 30 up until I'm I'm like 37 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like season 31, the episodes are only like 20 minutes long. I'm like, wow. even, even with the music guest came taken out, that's really short. That's super um, short because it runs for 90 minutes. Yeah. So I don't know, like, what about season 31 um, is like that? But everything else is pretty much like close to an hour after that season. Um, hmm. And yeah, most of them don't have the music guests. Um, but yeah, I'd say like maybe two episodes a season have the music guests still in there. I've been just watching them on YouTube and I've been doing when Colin Joe's and Michael Chase, switch jokes. Oh my God. They're they so funny. Yeah. And, uh, the Californians with Fred Armisen and Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader just are great. Yeah. But yeah. The, the, the Colin Joe's Michael Che joke switch is, uh, I wish there was more seasons of that because, Oh, I know there's only like it's four just... or five of them and they would do it like twice a year. So I wish that was, more of a thing i know it's so great because they're so brutal um, like just <laughs> just the way che paints colin joseph's like it i know like... and i love when it cuts back to him and he goes wow <laughs> wow that yeah. was really racist <laughs> like he's surprised <laughs> and he wrote the joke yeah yeah i think what, there's this one where he goes all right enough fun and games this one i really wrote this one was not written by michael che <laughs> <laughs> I like the recent one where um, he's like in the middle of a joke and he says like, by the way, because you love that one so much, I'm going to do another one. Yeah. Uh, where they talk about the black Superman. Yeah. <laughs> and then it comes back like by the end of the episode, like, like a non sequitur, like, oh, by the way, I thought of one more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's uh, great. Um, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like, yeah, I got to like rewatch a lot of the Will Forte as MacGruber sketches. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, like there, there's like three or four of them in in an episode sometimes, and they had like Richard Dean Anderson on there at one point, and Betty Wh- Betty White was in there as like his mom, and he ends up marrying her. <laughs> uh, yeah, can't wait for that uh, show to show up on Peacock, even though it'll probably crash constantly. Yeah. What'd you watch? Um, speaking of Hulu, I watched uh, the Modoc series. Oh, I forgot to Hulu. talk about that last week. Yeah, it's um, definitely robot chicken esque. Um, yeah, and it is pretty funny. Uh, 
in it, it follows Modoc, who's always been a really weird villain. Uh, I mean, his name means mechanical organism designed only for killing. And yeah, it's <laughs> Patton Oswalt voices him and he has to go home to a wife that doesn't love him, kids that hate him. Uh, it's a pretty goofy concept, but I think it looks really cool. Um, there's some really funny parts in it. It's pretty violent. <laughs> and uh, yeah, if you're looking for a kind of a more lighthearted, definitely not in continuity Marvel show, it's an easy show to get into. It's in the same vein of like Lower Decks from Star Trek and Harley Quinn. Yeah, um, exactly. I think it's it's my least favorite of those three. Um, I think the other two are sharper. Like um, a lot of like a lot of Modoc is Patton Oswalt. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know it's scripted, but it almost seems like he's constantly riffing. But he's he's on screen so much as a character. Um, yeah, and it's so fast paced. It was like. And like a lot of the jokes aren't as raunchy as like Harley Quinn. Um, True. It's only when they get violent that it's like, oh my god. Um, but it is fun. Like it's him like trying to fight Iron Man. And he's like super excited that he got his like boot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he uses him to like buy his company back. Um, yep. Yeah, and then that his real dilemma is uh, like someone on the inside who's trying to undermine him. And then dealing with like a corporate takeover the whole time. Yeah, I do like I do like the corporate douche who takes over aim. Yeah. I forgot who that is. Hey Modoc. A... <laughs> <laughs> I forget who that is. Yeah, I forget. Is, is it David? Does that sound right? No, the actor does remember. him. Oh. Damn it. Um but yeah, it's 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 fun. Did you uh did you ever get that lower decks set? No, I did not pass on it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I still might because it's still not that expensive. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious about like you know someone who's not as well versed in Star Trek, like what they think of it. So, like, is it's it definitely is... on um, a list of to watch. Yeah, I mean, like you, you could easily just watch it on Paramount Plus. For, um, yeah, which yeah. I might, but I really like the Steel Book. So. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it because I'm like, well, I, I missed the uh, Discovery and Picard Steelbook, so I'm like, it feels incomplete. Yeah. But yeah, it's still there at Target, too. Yeah, maybe I'll do that sometime when I have money. Um, I, I read a 109-page Last Action Hero film adaptation book um, that's definitely meant for kids because it took me like an hour and a half to read it. <laughs> Um, nothing shocking in it. It just pretty much follows the movie. Well, um, he did say he shot the whole script, so. <laughs> so true. I was, I was hoping that maybe it'd be like a little nugget or something in it. And I didn't know it was going to be made for kids, even though I probably should have guessed. But I got it for $4 on Amazon, so I don't care. <laughs> uh, I mentioned earlier, I watched the 76 King Kong, which I still don't think the movie's that great. Um I think the biggest problem is a lot of times, I don't know if the director knows how to shoot a monster because it looks like just a dude in a gorilla suit most of the time. And it takes a long time. I mean, it it doesn't take as long as, you know, Peter Jackson's Kong, but Peter Jackson's a way more accomplished filmmaker. So 
it seems it doesn't take as long. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a goofy movie. The Scream Factory Blu-ray is really great, though. Has lots of interviews, and I haven't watched it yet, but there is a... The second disc is the television cut, which is about an hour longer, <laughs> so I'm interested to see how what is this, was cut out. How is the... I'm, I'm baffled, like, why each iteration of King Kong is so long. Like, you, you take a monkey off an island, you bring him home, and he goes on a rampage. Like, why does that take so many hours to portray? <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I think the 33 King Kong is only 90 minutes, so. But yeah, on TV, they found a way to make it an hour longer. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's divided in two nights, and I, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. But the cool thing, the Scream Factory put the TV um, ads for it. So it was a two-night event. And they definitely hyped it up. So uh, I'm guessing because watching it the other day, Kong doesn't show up until about an hour and 10 minutes into the film. So I'm guessing him going to uh, leaving the island is the second night is my guess. I don't know. I just watched that movie really recently. I'm like, I can't remember what they did for the first hour other than just exist on a ship. Yep, that's what it is. <laughs> Remember, they're looking for oil. Charles Grodin, who just passed away, a great actor, um, uh, is the head of some oil company. And uh, Jeff Bridges is some hippie guy from Stanford who stowaways on his ship. And they, uh, while they're out at sea, they find Jessica Lange floating in a life raft <laughs> from a yacht that sank. It's just, oh, it's pretty bad. Um. But, you know, it's still, I guess, a monster movie, and it's not as bad as some other films. So, yep. But Scream Factory, their Blu-ray is uh, A+. They did a great job with it. I think there's seven or eight interviews on it. And they're really honest, which I always appreciate watching those. Who do they have um, on it? And, uh, they have the... Uh, uh, Rick Baker, who was King Kong and designed the costume. They have the second unit director, um, the editor, and a couple other people that were on the crew. Um, no Jeff Daniels, no Jessica Lang. N- no. <laughs> they, I, they, I, don't, they probably don't want to be remembered for that. <laughs> I, I looked at, and after, that was Jessica Lang's first film. And after she was in that, it took her three years to get another one. So she probably doesn't look fondly back at King Kong. <laughs> um, I didn't even know Jeff Daniels was in it till I watched it. Yep. That's one of his first movies too, I'm guessing. Because man, when you think about it, that movie's 45 years old this year. Um, and the last thing I watched, the the cool thing, I one of the things I do like about HBO Max is I buy uh, the Batman uh, cartoons and some of the Justice League ones. But I was never a big Superman fan, so I like that um, HBO Max has most of them available to watch. So I watched uh, The Death of Superman, and that one's pretty fun. Uh, it takes a long time to get to the fight with Doomsday, which I guess is the point. Um, and some of it's not that good leading up to it, but it's super violent, and it's pretty awesome <laughs> when uh, the Justice League starts fighting Doomsday. Uh, have you seen it, Brad? I haven't, but uh, also, this is like the second time they've done this in animation, right? 
Yeah, because I think there's a Superman Doomsday one that was a few years before. Yeah. That I haven't seen either. Um, this one is kind of uh, with the cast that ends up showing up in Apocalypse War. Um, which, I mean, I, I, I like Apocalypse War. I think I forgot to talk about it. That was a pretty fun one, too. Um, but it's kind of, like I said, the coolest part is um, when the Justice League is fighting Doomsday. But it is kind of weird. There's this part where um, these astronauts are on this uh, in a space shuttle and at the International Space Station. And they have this pilot who goes, don't worry, guys, Superman's going to save us as the asteroid that's carrying Doomsday is hurtling towards Earth. And he, Superman doesn't. And all the astronauts are killed. <laughs> and it's one of those things where I thought Superman could hear stuff like that and go and save them. Mm, yeah. But he was too busy going on a date with Lois Lane. And, uh, and then there's a part where in the film, they're trying to set up, you know, the loss of Superman and Lois Lane. So Clark Kent's going to reveal that he's Superman to Lois. And he's having lunch with her at this place in Metropolis while the rest of the Justice League are fighting Doomsday, maybe a mile outside of Metropolis. And he gets the message and Superman says, oh, well, if the rest of the Justice League can handle it, then I'm good to go to this date. He's like, wait, what? Like <laughs> <laughs> any For character, I don't think that makes sense. Um, I didn't realize Superman was but, so selfish. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, but there is a really badass part where Batman is fighting Doomsday. And I mean, he's way outclassed. And uh, but he's using all his gadgets and shit like that. So it's pretty cool. Um, Does the movie end at Doomsday killing Superman or do they go into the whole like the other Superman? So it ends at Superman's uh, moss or mo- mausoleum. Uh, the casket is busted open. And then there's a little thing at the end, uh, at the end of the credits. So I think after this, I think the next one is Reign of Superman. So I, I'm guessing that's where they tackle it. Uh, mm, yeah. So yeah, I mean it's cool. Like it's super violent. Uh, it's rated PG-13, but there's tons of blood in it. Uh, I mean, there's a part where Doomsday <laughs> rips a bear in half and a person in half. So it's pretty awesome. Wow. <laughs> It's weird for yeah, and when Doomsday I'm... dies, it's pretty fucking dope. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to spoil it, but uh, no, because um... it, it's weird. Like for as much as a, as much as into comics I am, I've never gone through and like read that storyline and the aftermath oh. either. But it's like it's iconic. Like that nineties oh, yeah, run very. was. I should I should do that soon. That's something I should put on my list of things to do. Because yeah, yeah, it's, he dies a little different than he does in the comics in the movie it's way more violent so cool. yeah it's pretty fucking badass uh so yeah check it out if you like superman it was pretty fun like i said getting there is kind of a drag but uh once they start fighting doomsday it's pretty awesome <laughs> that does sound like that's... the most interesting part of the story is him fighting doomsday oh yeah it is because doomsday is basically indestructible yeah. Um, like I never hear anyone else talk about like the lead up to it, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, in the con, well, I won't, if you're going to read the comics, I won't spoil it either. There's a part that's left out of the movie that's in the comics. that's pretty big, but I'm guessing it's because the character isn't in 
this version of the animated universe. Um, and I'm okay with it um, because there's, they also have this badass scene where uh, Flash takes Hawkman's mace and just runs all over the place and just keeps on decking Doomsday with it. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, so there's some pretty great moments in it. Um, and that's what I watched this week. This week on Real Nerds, we saw The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Brad, are you recommending a third journey with the Warren family? Uh, well, if you share my taste in movies, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember if I've even seen the first two. Um, really? Yeah, I often get them conflated with the Insidious movies. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, in the third movie, obviously, there's references to the other two movies that I was like, is that a thing? I don't know. Have <laughs> I seen that before? I don't remember. Um, I had to look up and see like what the distance between movies was. And aside from the spinoffs, it's been like three or four years between each one. So I'm like, huh, that's enough time for me to forget. Um, even though they seem like they're around all the time. Yeah, um, well, I mean, if you think about it, I think the first one was 2012. And there's technically nine in the universe. So there's basically one a year. Yeah, but there's only three that are focused on the Warrens, like they're the main characters. Uh, right? Technically, yeah. Uh, Annabelle Creation, they're in it and it has their daughter as kind of the main character. So, or Annabelle Comes Home. Fuck, I can't even keep them straight. Annabelle Comes Home deals with Annabelle getting out in the Warren house, but they're only in it for a little bit. Yeah. So on top of that, um, also these movies are billed as like, you know, true stories from the pages of this real life couple of the Warrens. And then I watched this movie where things happen. I'm like, if that actually happened, it would be national news and there would be tons of evidence for what happened. Um, so under that lens, I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I can't fully enjoy them. Um, I think they're definitely good at, uh, well, this one, like I, there, even though a lot of it is jump scares, I still felt like there's a lot of like built up tension to it, which was nice. Um, but overall, I, just, I, I couldn't get away from just thinking like there's so many witnesses to what's happening around these people. Like I just I can't buy into that the, the, this is a real thing, you know, um, with even within this within the fiction of this movie. Mm-hmm. So um, and then there's like some questionable stuff like uh, I should. Yeah, we we. I'm, I'm going to run out of stuff to talk about afterwards. So I'm going to stop there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is a tough one. I, I actually, I mean, I enjoyed the film. Uh, if you like the conjuring universe, I mean, I, I think I don't have to recommend it to you. If you're going in it cold, like you did, like I didn't know you haven't seen the other ones. Uh, I might I have, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's um, it's more of a, a mystery than it is, you know, a haunted house film. And I mean, I appreciate them doing something different. And I, I'll about, I'm about to blow your mind, Brad. This stuff did happen. And um, they embellished some of the story. But uh, the, the Arnie guy really did kill his landlord. And there is a whole buildup about um, he would like mumble randomly um, while he was uh, by himself. So it wasn't just like an instant thing, like kind of how the movie projects. 
Um, he was at the exorcist of that little boy. Um, that, and if you watch the film, the, the tape of the exorcist plays. Um, so yeah. And he did plead not guilty by demonic possession. And um, there's a little more to it uh, that I'll talk about when we actually review the film. Uh, but yeah, if you like the conjuring movies, I say, see it uh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are pretty great in it. Uh, Here's a trailer for The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. You okay there? Jesus. I think I hurt someone. Arnie Johnson pled not guilty. We think this family was cursed. By reason of demonic possession. I am not going before a grand jury and saying he was possessed by demons. Whatever happened that day, that was not Arnie. So I touched on it a little bit uh, and you did as well when we were talking about if we should see the film or recommend it. And in it, the Warrens are at an exorcist for a little boy who's eight years old. While he's there, uh, this uh, young man named Arnie says leave, is asking the demon to not be inside the little boy anymore. And he's it a, passes over to him. He's his older and, brother, right? Uh, no. So his sister is the girlfriend of him the little boy's so sister is his the little girlfriend. boy's sister is dating arnie Debbie. Okay. um and so it does uh when it does a couple days later arnie kills his landlord um and is taken away and uh they enter a plea of not guilty by demonic possession and it leads the warrens down a road of a satanic cult that is cursing this family and that's not really uh possessing them but it's more of like a demon is haunting them and i don't it's know a curse yeah it's a curse <laughs> and, uh so some of it is really embellished um i don't think the warrens fought some lady in a cellar <laughs> and, yeah that was my biggest thing of like yeah uh they get to the end and this demonic lady is able to very quickly kill her dad um like with a material knife 
um, but she doesn't do that same thing to the Warrens. <laughs> well, well, remember the curse is she needs a, a man of God to um, commit a crime, and she can kill her dad because he retired from it, and he's no longer believed. So he needed the Warrens to kill one another, or one of them kill him. Um, but yeah, that yeah. stuff's really silly. Uh, I mean, it the, the scene's pretty effective in the basement, I thought, you know? Uh, I, I really liked the, the scene where they're in the mortuary, and um, you know, she's trying to figure out where the curse is coming from, and when she's stuck in it, and Ed goes out there, and there's that zombie dude. Yeah. I thought it was pretty effective. I was so confused about the rules, like... So what happened in the second one? Because I feel like that's the one, if I saw it, I that's the one I saw. Uh, the second one is where they go to England and there's the, uh, I forget his name, but it's like the Crooked Man and it's the little girls that are possessed. Yeah, I don't think I saw that. Uh, the first one is um, the house and it was the, you know, the clapping and uh, yeah. <laughs> no, nope. I don't think I saw the other one, so this might be just my first, but yeah. So um, yeah, I was, I was very confused about like, cause uh, Vera Farmiga's character apparently has the ability to sense things. Yeah. Um, and that's have established visions. in the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, I can, I'll go along with that. Like I've on unsolved mysteries, you know, there's the woman who predicted like all these different things of where the cops could find the bodies and things. Um, so I, I I'll go with that, but then like the fact that Ed's able to be in those visions and then those visions actually affect him too was very yeah. weird to me. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, you're right. Some of the rules, I, I think, um, that's where this one kind of loses it for me. Is I even someone who I've seen every single movie in the universe, and I, I didn't. Yeah, I don't understand the rules of her powers. Like, I get that she's a psychic and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I don't understand. Uh, I guess because she had a connection. So Demon Lady was able to resurrect that corpse. Um, I guess. <laughs> but... Yeah, because I, I get that he can be cursed, too, because they unknowingly had that totem, like, in their possession the whole time. Yeah. So through her and that thing, she can get to Ed. But, yeah, like, why would the body be resurrected, like... Yeah, I don't. Yeah, there's some things that are a little goofy. I mean, to I, some of the set pieces. I mean, so if this dude's in prison for you know first degree murder, you you're able to go to his bedside and perform an exorcism in the middle of the prison. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I mean, there's some things that are just silly. Like and like they let uh, a priest like give him a, a glass bottle like. While he's on suicide watch, yeah, like that yeah, seems. I, 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 yeah, there's I, a, it's the eighties, so I'm guess I guess security is a little more lax, but yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I think there's some things that are just really convenient for the movie. Yeah, like um, also too in the prison, like when he's you know contorting around the room, like the other officers are just going to sit outside the room and like <laughs> not yeah, rush in cool. there and <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, windows are breaking and stuff flying. We're good. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know about you, man, but I'm 
are you tired of the cliche of like the bones popping and stuff? Oh, the whole contorted bone popping thing of like, yeah, yeah it's been so, so overdone. Yeah. And, you know, the, I'm pretty sure the first movie I remember seeing with it was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. But it wasn't, it was more of the performance by Jennifer Carpenter in that, which she's amazing in. Um, and it wasn't so overly done. I mean, they did it like three times in this movie. Yeah. And we just watched it in the separation. So, yeah. It, and I mean, that one was, oh my God. Um, but <laughs> uh, I mean, at least this one I think was shot better. Um, I mean, there was some gen- generally creepy moments in it. Uh, yeah. And, I was uh, like I said, they're going like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Uh, yeah. Well, that was and good. I think Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson are really great in the film. Um, yeah. The only thing I didn't like is, uh, you know, they gave him the heart attack is like a way to, you know, make him more sympathetic is like, yeah, oh, more vulnerable, more vulnerable. Yeah. It's but, like, you know, it, it is sweet that, you know, he forgot his pills and she's like, I have it here. I mean, I like that moment. Um, and I thought it was sh- it was shot really well. Uh, the flashback scene with them. It looked nice. Yeah. Uh, her having his pill in like her locket was nice, but also like. Did I miss a movie where like she always wanted a gazebo? Uh, no, that gazebo is where they had their first kiss. Was that like in another movie or did no, I miss that? that one. Remember she, they ran underneath it when it was raining. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> yeah. That's in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, I think uh, the director of this isn't quite as good as James Wan. But I think he did a pretty effective job of keeping the movie moving because it was over two hours long and I thought, or two hours and it moved pretty quickly. Um, I was never bored. But yeah, it's. uh, Yeah, I I was surprised with like, I actually had moments of like, I usually don't get scared at movies. Like I wasn't really scared of this one, but I was tense of like, yeah, what, like what's happening here. I was was going like, watch, uh, the conjuring and conjuring two i think uh the first conjuring is probably the best one but uh the conjuring two is really great too yeah because uh, james wan is really effective as he's he does that thing where he sets his camera on somebody and you expect something to happen in the background and then nothing happens and then when you don't expect it it does so he's pretty great at that yeah which i mean you, you've seen saw so you know he can direct horror yeah also, uh, the trophy room at the end was the thing he places on the shelf, like from the the table they he broke with the sledgehammer. Yeah, so that's also a, so in uh, the Warrens' house is in Connecticut. They actually have the Museum of Curiosity, uh, Curiosities. I forget what the actual name of it is, but they keep stuff that are supposedly haunted. And Annabelle in the Conjuring universe is a lot more creepy. It's a porcelain doll. In the real world, it's a Raggedy Ann doll. So yeah, those are all relics from, you know, their exorcisms or demonic things they've found throughout their journey. Yeah, I just didn't remember that piece like being part of the that table. So I was like, is that from uh, the that's table what or she that's was, she was uh, dumping stuff into and lit it on fire? Huh. Okay, so also like, so this guy argued uh, his sentence down. Like he was got convicted, but he got, had like a reduced mm-hmm. sentence. 
Yeah. Like what, how did they really prove that he was demonically possessed? Cause like just sitting in your room and like mumbling things doesn't really convince me. Yeah. So in, uh, in the real trial, um, there was actually more people there <laughs> that saw him kill this guy. And, uh, he was, they changed it to manslaughter and he's able to not win on the demonic thing. I'm, if I remember the story, right. Uh, the judge said, that's stupid. That doesn't exist. And he ended up winning on self-defense because uh, the guy was messing around with another person that was there and became kind of antagonistic. Um, I don't, I, I can't check my source on that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And he probably only served five years because he didn't cause any problems while he was in prison. Hmm. And I, I've seen it before. Uh, there is someone who lives in, uh, my city that ran over their significant other with a car and they only served like three years in prison. So did they say they were possessed by the devil when they did it? No, just, I hated my ex so much that I was <laughs> run them over. Huh. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's not unheard of. And so, yeah, there's a little more to it. I mean, the movie presented it that his argument for demonic possession was not only accepted, but helped him get out of, spending the rest of his life in prison yeah well it sounds like he just got away with the self-defense argument not so much like yeah hmm. well, that makes more sense yeah so yeah movie is fun because <laughs> i was sitting there thinking like okay so the warrens went back to court and said like yeah this woman put a curse on us and we <laughs> ran around a basement and she tried to kill us and there's your proof um <laughs> This guy was definitely yep. <laughs> involved in that. Um, you know, I will say that uh, when that lady died, it was pretty violent and awesome. Oh, yeah, because the curse just collapsed her into herself. Yeah, yeah. and like twisted her neck <laughs> like 180 degrees. Yeah. That was cool. This one definitely has more blood than any of the other conjurings. This is interesting. I don't, yeah, I don't really remember any of it really. Well, I guess yeah, the guy got murdered, but and then the slit throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, like I was so confused of like if she can just zoom across the room and stab that guy really fast, like why doesn't he just kill the warrens too? Yeah, you know? I I agree. Like why is she yeah, some... slowly chasing her around the basement? Like, seems <laughs> yeah. like she, you could just end this right now before Ed shows up. Yeah, I guess you're right because her powers were never really defined, so is it just that you have to have the curse and she can, I don't know. There's a portal open, but then Lorraine didn't have a curse, but she was able to see through her. eye. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Was she dead already? Cause like her dad said, like it made it seem like she was dead. Yeah. I, yeah. There's I, maybe I'll have to watch it again and yeah. pick up maybe some of the nuances in the dialogue. If she if she's a ghost, like why isn't she just always at the altar? Like why did he show up? Why did she show up at like the front door? You know. Yeah. I don't. And if she it. is, and if she is alive, like where is she hanging out all the time? <laughs> like is she, is she like <laughs> going to the market so. during the day? I don't. Yeah, I was so confused <laughs> about her as a specter, I guess, or whatever, <laughs> and her powers. So what do we see next week? Um, in the Heights, I believe. Um, 
because I think that comes out on Friday. And I think that's the only movie. Let me double. Oh, no. Peter Rabbit. If you want to see Peter Rabbit, too. Hmm. The Runaway. Yeah. Do you think I haven't seen the first one? Do you think I'll be able to keep up with it? I don't know. I mean, I heard it's a pretty um, complicated film. So we'll see. Um, or on the on Wednesday, uh, the hitman's wife's bodyguard is out. Is that Wednesday? Yeah, June sixteenth. Five days after, I guess so. There was something else. Uh, I think Luca is streaming right on Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, that comes out the is that this week or the next week? Well, I have a handy dandy Google machine. Let me see. That's June 18th. Well, never mind then. So I guess that In the Heights is what we'll be seeing. Cool. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.